The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Be it superstition or just an apparition, you suddenly appear inside my heart. Does this strange romance stand Welcome to From the Bleachers. I'm your host, as always, Seamus Clancy, coming to you from the wonderful Bleeding Green Nation Radio Podcast Network. I am also coming to you from a new MacBook Air 13-inch model. Brand new. Just got it last week. The first BGN From the Bleachers episode I am recording on this new device. Did some test audio. I thought the audio sounded way better than I used to. If you think so, shoot me a tweet. You can follow me at Twitter and Instagram at Seamus underscore Clancy. Tons of great sports content on there. If you're not following me on there and you like this podcast, you're listening to this podcast, what are you doing? Also, be sure to follow the Bleeding Green Nation Instagram that I run at Bleeding Green Insta. Tons of great Eagles content on there all week long. I'll be doing a little Eagles pregame show and halftime show I did on IG Live this past week. Had a ton of fun of that during the Steelers game. Obviously, the Steelers game didn't exactly turn out the way we wanted it to, but enjoyable game nonetheless because of how uh, well the birds played offensively. And one more housekeeping note, be sure to check me out on patreon.com backslash Seamus underscore Clancy. You could check out my subscription newsletter from Broadsheet with Love, Philadelphia Sports Newsletter. I'm talking Eagles, I'm talking Sixers, I'm talking everything Philadelphia every weekday morning, Monday through Friday. And there's also a bonus edition you could sign up for every NFL Sunday, talking about everything around the Football League and an official Eagles preview on there. Right now, going to crack open a nice Two Robbers Craft Hard Seltzer Peach Berry flavor. That's good. New computer, cracking up a cold one. Let's talk some Eagles. Like I said earlier, Sunday's game. It was a fun watch. When the offense plays well, the game's not as bogged down. It's not as disgusting. Yes, there were plenty of defensive mistakes, and we can get to that a little bit later. But overall, an enjoyable game. That said, anyone calling this a moral victory, you're out of your mind. I saw Elliot Shore Parks, guy I respect, guy I know in real life, great guy, called this a moral victory. WIP guy, love him. How can this be a moral victory? You're in year five. Of this head coach and quarterback combo, your quarterback signed to a contract worth more $109 million guarantee. You're 1-2-1. One, one. You're going down 1-3-1. One, one. 
I don't care that this is the worst division in the NFL. I don't care that this is the worst division in the history of professional sports. I don't care that this is the Game of Thrones Season 8 of sports divisions. There is no moral victories when you're at this stage. With your team's rebuilding, if this is Carson Wentz's rookie year, I think back to that Baltimore game in 2016. The Eagles go for it uh, for two to you know, win the game at the end of end of regulation, not cut it overtime, just end things right there. It doesn't work out. The Eagles lose. But I thought that game was a moral victory. It was Doug's first year. It was Carson's first year. They were out of the playoff hunt. That was something they could hang their hats on. That was a type of aggressiveness that could carry them to the future. And it did with how aggressive Doug Peterson was, how aggressive Frank Reich was, maybe more so in the 2017 Super Bowl winning season. Moral victories, there are, no, there are no moral victories. For some teams, from some situations, yeah. For where the Eagles are, for how much they spend on this roster, for how old it is, for how long Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson have been, been there together, for how long Howard Rosen's been in power, my whole life it feels like. And the guy's not that much older than me, I don't think. Jay-Z, moral victories is for minor league coaches. No moral victories. We can find... Silver linings, a fitting phrase, fitting for our favorite franchise. One silver lining from Sunday, Travis Fogum, Philly's newest savior, newest hero, new, newest practice squad player turned savior. This team is devoid, devoid of young talent. Who do they got? Miles Sanders, second year running back, should probably be used a little bit more. He's been... Not as great in the receiving game through no fault of his own, through some issues with accuracy from Carson Wentz. His receiving stats should be much better. But at the same time, Miles is still breaking off 5.1 yards per carry, half a yard more than he was as a rookie when I thought he was dynamic. He was dynamite. He was electric. Had that juice. So we have Miles Sanders. Maybe Jalen Reger. We've seen him a little bit. Not a lot. He had that, you know, 55-yard catch in week one. And I thought, hey, man, this is guys, this is it. It's going to be like the 2014 rookie class. We've seen everyone else in the 2020 rookie class explode. And Riker's just been sidelined with injuries and a shame. But this, I don't think this is a J.J. Ortega-Whiteside situation. I'm not, you know, mad they passed on Justin Jefferson quite yet. Yeah, I'm getting angry about it on Twitter. It sucks seeing all the accolades pour in for Justin Jefferson. Brandon Ayuk, some of these other guys were Riker's sideline. But I still believe in Riker's potential. And we can get to that a little bit more too. Who else do you have? Josh Sweat. I love Josh Sweat. I think he should be the, he might lead the team in sacks. Got three sacks in what, the first four games. Josh Sweat, I like him. I think he might be better than Derek Barnett, who has also played well this year and is going into what will be his fifth year option next year. The Eagles still are on the fence of, I guess, whether they will officially pick it up for next year. But other than that, I mean, that's going to cost a pretty penny. First round pick, defensive end, that's going to cost some money. So he's not necessarily cheap young talent. We have Maylotta, maybe. Jordan Maylotta. Looked okay, just okay against the Steelers. Eagles are seventh in ESPN's uh, pass block win rate currently. You certainly wouldn't think they would be that high. Last week was only, what, the second time they started the same offensive line this season through five games. It looks like Lane Johnson might be out. So really, the Eagles really relying on Jordan Maylotti. Played fantastic against the 49ers. Looked okay last week against a really, really tough defense. The Eagles overall looked very good against... What I thought going in the season would be maybe the league's best defensive unit. So you have Jordan Maylotta, and then what else? What else do they have? Carson Wentz turns 28 this year. Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson. Who knows if those guys will get on the field again? Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Super Bowl heroes, but they're older. Zach Ertz, older, might be washed. Dallas Goddard, he's hurt right now. I love Dallas Goddard. I think he's a stud. Hasn't been on the field much this year. 
But who do we have? Travis Fulgham. Hope is free, and Travis Fulgham is supplying it a plenty. I'm on the bandwagon. I think he's legit. I'm dead serious. I think he's legit. I know I get crazy about role players and we overreact, and sometimes we try to emotionally hedge and not get too carried away. But look at the track record of guys who've had that type of game in their career at 25 or younger. There ain't a lot of flukes in there. You know, I like the novelty players. Greg Ward last year, it was great. It was great to see him pop off. You love a, you know, nice underdog story, a Craven LeBlanc off the practice squad. But Travis Fulgham, I think he could be an above average starting wide receiver in this league. A number two for the Eagles. Wentz trust him. I'm in. He lines up all over the place. You look at his next-gen stats. He was running routes all over the field. Slot, inside, outside, X, Z. Everything. Wentz trust him. That's the big thing. Carson Wentz has trust issues. His favorite Drake song, Trust Issues. Doesn't trust J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, I'll say that. Some trust issues for sure between him and Alshon Jeffrey. But that guy, after just two games... Trust Travis Fulga, maybe more than anyone on the planet besides his wife. You know, we're watching the game on Sunday, and Fulgham just going off catch after catch. He had 10 catches, 152 yards, and a touchdown. Catch after catch, just all these big games. And you're just thinking, how is that Travis Fulgham again? How is that him again? Oh, my God. So I'm watching the game with my dad, my parents, Ashley, Big Mike. And my dad's uh, in by with a couple of two robbers, hard seltzers. And just start screaming, we need Travis Fulgham jerseys. We need Travis Fulgham shirts. You have to go get them right now. I'm like, I don't know what you want me to do. So I go on the NFL's website. They had, you know, the customized t-shirt jerseys, the jerseys on sale for like 28 bucks. So I got a couple of them. Hit a big, big Travis Fulgham bet. $20 to win, I think, what, like 230 whatever it was. Uh, plus 10.50 to score a touchdown I saw on Friday. Free money. I was tweeting about it. I was texting people about it. You got to get on this. Travis Fulgham to score plus 10.50. Are you kidding me? Free money. And guess what? Got a lot of nice texts about it afterwards. Thank you, Shane. Thank you for the bet. You know, I'm wrong about betting all the time. I'm wrong about football all the time. But guess what? I believed in Travis Fulgham and he rewarded me. The least I could do with that money, buy a couple of t-shirts, maybe get some money out of it. And you get some, uh, you know, get a little cut of that, right? Do a cut. It's customized, but if you're selecting Travis Fulgham, it's not like I'm writing it blank. You could choose from a specific Eagles player on the team. I hope he gets a cut. He should. Got one for myself, my dad, Ashley, Big Mike. My dad thinks they're going to be here before the Ravens game. I don't know when you're listening to this. Probably Friday, maybe Saturday. I'm recording it on Wednesday night. Uh, they're definitely not going to be here on Saturday. I don't think my dad understands how, you know, a shirt customization process and shipping work, which is, you know, his fault and probably an age gap thing. But it says they are coming on, I believe, October 30th. What a treat that is. Not a trick, but a treat. Hopefully the Eagles coming off a long week of rest after their Thursday night victory. They play next Thursday at home against the New York football Giants. Thursday night went and they're heading into Sunday night football the day after Halloween, November 1st. At home on Sunday night football against, I'm assuming, Andy Dalton and the Dallas Cowboys. Winning that game, going 3-4-1 into the bye and sitting in the driver's seat. And again, maybe the worst division in the history of professional sports. I swear. I swear, if Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson come back, which is a big if. I know they've been practicing a little bit. They've been out there, haven't been playing, out there playing Sunday against the Ravens. But if they come back and they take Travis Fulgham's reps, that's malpractice. That's inexcusable. I don't get it. It better not happen. You think I'm angry now? You think I'm always angry? Imagine how angry I will be then. That's a disgrace. 
It might happen. It might not. I'm not sure. But with the way the Eagles seem to value, you know, experience, veterans over their younger players right now, it worries me. He needs to be out there on the field. He's shown just in that game against the Steelers that he can line up all over the field. As I said, inside, outside, it does not matter. He can do it. He showed he can do it against maybe the best defense in the entire National Football League. Greg Ward, love Greg Ward, love the story. Loved his performance down the stretch last year. But hey, it's Greg Ward. Alshon and Deshaun come back. Doug's hard set on it. I don't know if it's coming from the front office, from Doug, whoever, ownership. They force those guys out there. Travis Fulgham, he's got to play in the slot. He's got to be out there. Jalen Riker, hopefully coming back from injury soon. His offensive progression, his development, should be the biggest priority for this offense this season. Obviously, Carson Wentz's development is a part of that. Goes That goes without saying. But... For the skill position players, for things outside of Carson, we need, we need Jalen Rager to get it going. Having a consistent, having a healthy, having an in-rhythm, having a talented Jalen Rager is the one thing, more than Alshon Jeffrey, more than Deshaun Jackson, even more than Travis Fulgham, that can elevate this offense's ceiling the most this season in 2020 and beyond. You put a first-round pick value into him, you have that big investment, you need to see what he has. Down the stretch... It should be Jalen Rager and Travis Fulgham. It's the best of both worlds. You have young guys playing. It's not tanking or something. You're not just sitting the veterans in the hopes of getting a better draft pick. It's the best of both worlds. You have the two young guys who might be your two best receivers right now. Not might be, probably. Alshon and Deshaun, where have those guys been the last two years? Travis Fulgham gave the Eagles as much the last two weeks as Deshaun and Alshon have given the last two seasons. Deshaun had that great game week one, 2019 home opener against Washington. What has he done since then? Alshon Jeffrey, hurt on and off all of last year, has a great game against the Dolphins. Close to the end of the season, they lose that game. What happens? What else has happened? Hasn't played at all this year. Fulgham, game winning, season saving, touchdown against the 49ers on Sunday Night Football. I guess last week, you might be calling it two weeks ago, whatever. And then we also have the way he just shined. Flat out shined on a field with talented everywhere against the Steelers team. Talented offensively, defensively. Chase Claypool might have been the, what, the AFC offensive player of the, the week. But if the Eagles somehow win that game, that award's going to Travis Fulgham in the NFC. Raises your ceiling now. It's better for you in the future. Get those guys going. Get their rapport going with Carson Wentz. Other, those other guys, sorry, John Hightower. I was really high on John. Did a whole podcast this offseason in his honor. Called it the Hightower Hive was big on his tape. Big tape guy. I'm not a tape guy. I'm not Benjamin Solak. But from what I could see, guy with a speedster looking at his stats. Had a ton of long, 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 long touchdowns at Boise State. I thought he could replicate it here. And, you know, there are times he shines a little bit early in the season. But last week against Pittsburgh, two huge mistakes. Missing that ball. The end of the first half should have been a touchdown. Carson Wentz's one play a game he has where he looks like the most talented player in the National Football League. The Eagles wasted it. John Hightower wasted it. That play on the last drive tries to cut it up inside, go upfield, get some more yards when he should have just simply get out of bounds. A rookie mistake, a mental mistake. The Eagles cannot afford that right now, given how much they lack talent offensively. They need that edge. They need that extra 2%. They can't have those mistakes. Sorry, John. Like you. Maybe you're something in the future, but right now... We need to prioritize the development of both Rager and Fulgham. Alshon, don't care. Deshaun, don't care. 
two Eagles legends in their own right, two players who have left an indelible mark on Eagles history. Sorry, deactivate them, whatever. They're not helping this year. J-Jaw, I don't care. Stinks. It's over. We'll talk about DK Metcalf till the end of time. Earl Thomas times two, because Brandon Grant actually ended up being a you know Super Bowl hero, Super Bowl savior, whatever. John Hightower, like you, take a break maybe. Doug, Rager gets back. They need to have Jalen Rager, Travis Fulgham starting, maybe Greg Ward on the inside if they have Deshaun healthy, maybe have him on the outside, have Rager on the inside playing slot a little bit. We'll see. You know, I did that whole podcast on Hightower. He's had opportunity after opportunity to succeed this season, and it just hasn't put it together. I don't know. I feel to blame. I hyped him up. He's let me down. Shame. Good kid. Don't hate him or anything. Still think he has potential as, you know, a wide receiver three, wide receiver four. But we'll see what happens with him. Buy all your Travis Fulgham stock. Live a little. Throw some cash on him to score this weekend. Player props aren't up yet. But why not? He'll probably be more this week. Maybe plus 300, plus 400 or something. But hey, live a little. Go buy his shirts. If he scores, the Eagles win. The Eagles pull up the upset of the century against the Baltimore Ravens, a Super Bowl favorite. Go to the pro shop on Monday. Get his jersey customized. If they do it, if he scores, let's, let's do a bet. Let's do a bet. I love bets. Have a couple bets with myself, with Ashley. Two jersey bets we have currently. Greg Ward throws a touchdown in a game the Eagles win. I got to go buy his jersey. Get it customized, whatever. If Kayvon Wallace gets a pick six this year, Ashley's favorite play, maybe everyone's favorite play, a pick six, loves defensive players, went to Clemson, cool number 42, channeling those Weapon X, Brian Dawkins, Wolverine vibes. I love it. So those are our two bets. I'll say it right now. Travis Fulgham goes for over 100 yards, scores a touchdown. Eagles pull up this insane upset, not just cover win. I will go down to the pro shop on Monday and get a customized Travis Fulgham jersey. If you're listening to this, if you're one of the people who listen to this, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Keep me to the bet. Tweet me about it if it happens. I'd love to. I'd love to. It's like a reverse jinx. Will I pay $100 for the Eagles to win on Sunday? Yeah, I would do it every week. I don't care. That's all that matters. But yeah, love Travis Fulgham. Don't let me down. Do not let me down, Travis. I don't mean to put all of my hope and dreams into you. But for an Eagles season that sucks, we need something to attach ourselves to. And right now, our best hope, Travis Fulgham becoming, you know, one of the best wide receivers. Not the best wide receiver in the league, but an above average wide receiver for a team so devoid of talent at wideout would be the biggest win for a guy they signed on the practice squad less than two weeks ago. Signed off their practice squad less than two weeks ago. For the first time this season, Eagles fans will be allowed inside Lincoln Financial Field. So it'll be allowed to have, you know, city and the state rule on this. For large venues, the max capacity is 7,500 people. And that includes players, staff, your favorite, you know, beat writers up in the press box, BLG, Jimmy Kemsky, it includes them. So when you take out all that stuff, the teams, the officials, event staff, you have like 5,000 people. So like 5,000 fans will be there. I mean, I wouldn't go to the game. If you're going to a game in the current climate, that's a risky endeavor. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't recommend doing it. But I know people are going to be good doing it. So I'm obligated to talk about it. Man of the people. That's what I try to do here on From the Bleachers. You have BGN Radio doing the beat writer breakdown. You have Kiss and Solak doing their little film stuff, film breakdown, video, analytically 
analyzing the game. I'm here, fans' perspective, man on the street. That's what I do here. Do it for y'all. The Eagles don't deserve fans this season. They don't. They don't. They're trash. They might win the division, like I said. Heck, they should win a division. But they don't deserve the. They don't deserve the win. They don't deserve the win in the division, but they probably won't. They don't deserve to have us there. I have an overarching philosophy when it comes to watching my favorite sports teams in person. Was a season ticket holder of the Sixers for several years. Gave them up this year as prices went up as I became increasingly dissatisfied with uh, management and ownership. Vote with your wallet sometimes. Been an Eagles season ticket holder for nearly a decade. I've seen hundreds and hundreds of Philadelphia sporting events in my life. One thing I believe, more than almost anything else in this life of ours on planet Earth in Philadelphia, booing works. You suck, you get booed, you get yourself together, you play better, you win. Always happens with the Sixers. They suck in the first quarter, first half, you boo the crap out of them, and they do better. It's magic. It's magic. Why doesn't everyone do it? It's magic. They need it. They thrive off it. They thrive off it. They deserve it sometimes. Nate Gary, luckiest SOB on the planet the last couple home games against the Rams, against the Bengals, that fans aren't there to boo, scream, bloody murder with this guy on the field. Jim Schwartz, boo the crap out of him too. All these guys. Corey Clement, Super Bowl hero. Terrible this year. Boston Scott, not getting it done this year. Nate Gary, Marcus Epps. Jim Schwartz, Howie Roseman, Howie up there. Oh, I, I would, my throat would be sore. I would be hoarse from all the booing if I had been there the last two weeks. And I'm sure that's going to happen on Sunday. Uh, I would bet on the Eagles taking a big L, but who knows? Maybe I'll have to get my Travis Fulgham jersey and I'll, you know, have this bet that I need to, you know, fulfill in my ends. I think back to the first year I had Eagles season tickets, and I'll close with this story, was 2012. And that was the last year of the Andy Reid era. They went 4-12. and 12. Like I said, did I say that? Yeah. 4-12, 2012. Reid's last year, higher chip next season. So I was a freshman in college. I'm at the game. It's a Monday night game at home against the Carolina Panthers. Cam Newton just runs all over him. It's like a blowout. I forget the final score. It's, it's towards the middle, towards the end of the season. And there's this woman behind me at the link in my section. And... She, I think she, I don't know if she's still a season ticket holder. I saw there a couple of years ago, but I don't know her name. She doesn't know me, but if I saw her face, I would remember her. I would know exactly who she is. She was there that game. A lot of people had left. It was a blowout at halftime. She's just standing there screaming fire Andy the whole time. Like in that cadence, fire Andy, bump, bump, banana, fire Andy, bump, bump, banana. She's doing that the whole game. And I'm having drinks. My buddy Austin's with me from South Philly. And at the game, using my crappy fake ID. And I'm 26 now. I wouldn't make that record straight. This is in 2012. I don't condone that now. Just scream and fire any of the whole game. The security guard at our section was named Bob. And people in my section, season ticket holders, you wouldn't realize this, but they're really weird about people standing up and walking down the aisles when the game's on. They just freak out. Freak out crazy. Maybe because they're drunk. Maybe because they're insane enough to have Eagles tickets and spend thousands of dollars on this team to begin with. Anyway, the security guard that season for us, his name was Bob. Nice guy. Wouldn't know if I saw him. Definitely didn't know me that. He's just letting people up, not paying attention. The team sucks. Everyone hates the team. Everyone hates the coach. Everyone wants everything to change with the franchise. He's just letting people walk up willy-nilly. 
and that woman changes to from fire Andy bum bum bananut to fire Bob bum bum bananut. Know what? Love it. Appreciate it. Someone sucks. Boo them. Boo them. I don't care from the field and the stands working. Boo them. Ooh. Fire Nate. Fire Jim. Fire Howie. Fire Marcus. Fire everyone. If you're there at the stadium, if you're if you're a weirdo and you're going to the game for some reason, I don't condone it. I wouldn't recommend doing it. If you're doing it, whatever. If you're gonna go there though, boo the crap out of them. I'll be doing it from home. I'm gonna try to boo loud enough from South Philly, a little section of South Philly. Came out swinging from a South Philly basement, and I hope Nate Gary hears me. That's it for me. Travis Fulgham, all love. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Seamus underscore Clancy. Check out my Patreon newsletter, patreon.com backslash Seamus underscore Clancy. Check out the BGN Instagram app, leading green Insta for all your Eagles content, all your sports content, all your Philly content. Seamus Clancy. Go birds, everyone. I wanted-